the scripture which has been on my heart and has been in numbers. It's been about uh, Caleb and Joshua. It's been about uh, Gideon. But in the prayer meeting, I think on, on Friday, this scripture was, was read. And it's from Ezekiel chapter 36. Verse 26, and I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. Isn't that beautiful? This is what the Lord God says of you and I today. It's a new covenant, and if we read it, we read a very similar passage of Scripture in, in Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 31. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the old covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant they broke, though I was their husband, declares the Lord. For this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days. I will put my laws in their heart. I will write it on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each one his brother saying, Know the Lord, for you shall all know me from the least to the greatest. So as I look at our life, as I look at my life, what is God's plan and purpose? And I'm probably covering ground which kind of you, you know and I've, I've, I, you kind of get stuck on this thing. But God's plan and purpose for you is to be conformed into the image of His Son. And we are transformed as we worship Him, as we delve in the, Spirit, in the, in the Scriptures and we let the, the Holy Spirit fill our lives. And it's a beautiful, the gospel is great news. We once were not a people. We were once homeless. We were, we were not the people of God. But God and Jesus came and on the cross, He died that we might become the people of God. You are the people of God. We have a destiny, a, a home, which Bob talked about at the table, where there are going to be no rates and lights and Right, we'll be the light. Jesus will be the light. That's, that's our destiny. But in the interim, we're living here in a world which is broken, in a world which is, wherever you look, is, seems, to, seems to be struggling. There is uh, just disaster after disaster. And you look at your own life today, as you look at your life, are you facing a situation in which you are out of your depth? In which you, what you have been called to is too, is too big. It's, it's, it's beyond you. Well, I want to tell you there is good news today. Because when we walk with Jesus, when we follow Jesus, that is what happens. We are called to live beyond ourselves. 
above and beyond ourselves. First of all, we're called to live above and seated in heavenly places. And that was the, that's been my theme for a, for a couple of months. Seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. So we have a different perspective on life. The important thing we need to know today is whose we are. Whose we are. That we are the people of God. We are children of God. I want, to, I want to know that in my heart. I want the eyes of my heart to be opened. That I know that. That as I wake up in the morning, I go out with that confidence. That whatever the day unfolds, whatever unfolds in the day, I am loved. I am His chosen. I am His, his beloved. Do you know that today, as you go out into the, into the, leave this place, do you know that you loved? Because we've, we've, we've experienced the love at the, at the table. For God so loved the world, what did He do? He gave His only begotten Son. And so, whatever you're facing today, we face it with Jesus. I'm going to read some scriptures from Numbers chapter 13. Read the scripture. I'm going to read the scripture, quite a lot of scripture. Because I think it's always important. The public reading of scripture is an important thing. Because it's the words that bring life. It's the words of the scriptures that bring life. And we ask that the Holy Spirit would anoint us and teach us today. Just as we read the scripture. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the people of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers you shall send a man, each one a chief among them. So Moses sent them from the wilderness of Paran, according to the command of the Lord. All of them men who were heads of, peop of the people of Israel. These were their names from the tribe of, tribe of Reuben, Shammah, the son of Zechur, from the tribe of Simeon, Japheth, the son of Hori, from the tribe of Judah, Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, from the tribe of Issachar, Igal, the son of Joseph, and from the tribe of Ephraim, Hosea, the son of Nun, and from the tribe of Benjamin, Palati. Well, the Pilates in the, you, you can do Pilates, it's in the book. The son of Raphu, from the tribe of Zebulun, Gadiel, and from the son of Zodi, from the tribe of Joseph, that is from the tribe of Manasseh, Gadi, and the son of Susi. Nearly sushi, we can eat sushi as well, maybe. From the tribe of Dan, Emil, and the son of Gemeli, from the tribe of Asher, Zether, from the son of Michael, from the tribe of Naphtali, Naphi, the son of... Why did I choose this scripture of all scriptures to read? Did I lose my mind? And all the other people. <laughs> but every name is important. Every name where you see read in the scripture is important. Names. God knows us by name. He knows you by your name. Moses sent them out. 
sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, go into the, into the Negev and go into the hill country and see what the land is, whether the people who dwell there, who dwell in it, are strong or weak, whether they are few or many, whether the, the land that they dwell in is good or bad, and whether the cities that they dwell in are camps or strongholds, and whether the, the land is rich or poor, and whether there are trees in it or not. Be of good courage and bring some of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the seasons of the first grapes. So they went and spied out the land. And they went to all those places. And they came to the valley of Eskol and cut down from there a branch with a single cluster of grapes and they carried it on a pole between the two of them. And they bought some pomegranates and figs. So imagine, they, they, there's a pole, they've they got grapes hanging, the, the, the fruit is rich, the fruit is large. And now we get the report. They've gone into the land. They've spied out the land. They've seen the cities, they've seen what it's, what it's like. At the end of 40 days, they returned from spying out the land. And they came to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the people of Israel in the wilderness of Paran and Kadesh. They brought back word to them and said to the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told them, we came to the land to which you sent us. It flows with milk and honey. And this is its fruit. This is its fruit. The report, milk and honey. We're always looking for the land of milk and honey. You know, some people think it's Australia. The land of milk and honey. However, it says, uh, continues, and the report continues, and it says, however, the people who dwell in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. And besides, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of Negeb. The Hittites, the Jezubites, and the Amorites dwell in the hill country. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the Jordan. So there's the, the positive. The positive, they saw the positive, but there was negative. There were giants. There were fortified cities. This was not going to be an easy task to enter into the promised land. It wasn't going to be easy. And this is what they said. But Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go at once and occupy it, for we will be able to overcome it. Then the men who had gone with him also said, we are not able to go against the people, for they are stronger than we. So they brought to the people of Israel a bad report of the land that they had spied out, saying, the land through which we have gone to spy it out is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people that we saw in it were of great height. And there we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, who came down from the, Nif, 
from the Nephilim. And we seem to ourselves like grasshoppers. And so we seem to them. This is the story. This is the story of scriptures. I love the stories in scriptures. I love the Old Testament stories. Because it's real, it's reality. So these 12 spies go into the land. And uh, the land is, is wonderful, but it's got a few issues. It's got a few challenges. You have been filled with the Spirit of God. You and I have Jesus living us. That's why I started off. That we have the Spirit in us. We, we, we are, the Scriptures say, we are more than conquerors. But we are living in a land in which there is, there is a, a war going on. There is a battle. I don't know if you, didn't, if you didn't realize it this morning, but when you woke up, you woke up to a war zone. Jonathan was sharing at the men's night at the pub about uh, being in Buckinghamshire during the war. And he was, I think he was about eight or seven or six, somewhere around there. And they could look from their farm, which was 35 miles from London. And they could see London burning as the bombs, as uh, the Germans dropped the bombs in, in the World War II. It wasn't World War I, Jonathan, it's okay. <laughs> well, are you going to let the circumstances around you define you? Are you going to uh, respond from that perspective? Or are you going to respond like, like, like Joshua did? When the other, peop- other spies were hesitating, they were saying, the people who dwell in this land are too strong. Caleb said, let us go up once and take position. He was encouraging them. Why could Caleb, he, why could he be so positive and so, because he knew his God. If we know our God, if we know who he is, and we've, we've sung and he's created the heavens and the earth, we sang how great thou art, and he, and he created, uh, you know, the streams and the mountains, and if you managed to get to the mountains this week, you would have been, in, in Underberg, it would have been, it would have been a white wonderland. It would have been really beautiful. Those were the mountains. Those are the streams that were created by God. And then I think this, the song carried on and said, He gave His Son. He created the heavens and the universe and He gives us His, his, his Son. And so we, we need to respond to our lives. And what's happening in the situation that you face We need to have a Caleb spirit. We need to say, okay, I see the giants. We don't be unaware that there's there's issues. But 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 God, these were the this the land of Canaan was the promised land. It was promised by God for his people. He was gonna give it to them. That's what he said. Sometimes I, 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 look at, I look at life and I, and I wonder and I think, you know, we kind of at the moment as, as believers, we live in a promised land. We live in the promised land, a land full of milk and honey. Why? Because we walk with Jesus. He walks in us. And He provides everything we need to live this life of godliness. He, he gives us everything. 
He help, he, he, I can respond to the provocation around me, to the, to the circumstances. I can respond because I'm loved by Jesus, because I know my identity, because I know who I am. Do you know that? Do you know that? We do. Hopefully we do. Because when I know it, I'm going to start living it. And so C- Caleb had his, his eyes. Where was his eyes fixed on? He had saw, seen the giants. He had seen that. But his eyes were fixed on his king. Colossians. I'm still there. I'm still in Colossians. Colossians chapter 3. For the 15th time in a row, I'm in Colossians. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ. We need, that's the spirit we need. That's the Caleb spirit. We set our minds on the things above. I mean, the scriptures are very fierce. If we look at Numbers 13, I mean, just, it must be Numbers 14. After being described as grasshoppers, you're just little grasshoppers. Grasshoppers, what do you do when you see a grasshopper? Quite often you, you stomp on grasshoppers because they, they eat your plants and, and you just stomp on them. They look like little things. Oh, there's, there's one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that was what the Israelites felt they were like in the, in the eyes of the giants. They were just little, little grasshoppers. And so in verse, chapter 14, verse 1, Then all the congregation raised a loud cry, and the people wept that night. They wept. All the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The whole congregation said to them, Would that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would that we had died in in this wilderness. Why is the Lord bringing us into this land to fall by the sword? Our wives and our little ones will become prey. Would it not be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to one another, Let us choose a leader and go back. Moses and Aaron fall on their face before the assembly and the congregation. And they tore their clothes and they they cried out to God. Maybe you read from verse 7 and said to all the congregation of the people of Israel, the land which we pass through to spy it out, is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, He will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land that flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against God and do not fear the people of the land, for they are bread for us. I should have bought a loaf of bread. Because I love bread. Lovely, warm, white bread. It's beautiful. Just fresh out of the... I remember when... Puckery farm bread, I remember as, as little children, when we went to the shops, and those days, 
bread was baked right there and then almost, and you took it and it was warm. And on the way back in the car, us as little kids, we would, we would <laughs> eat out the middle because it was so warm and tasty, so warm and tasty. That's just an advert for the bread people because <laughs> now everybody's going to go and buy bread. Beautiful, warm. Mm. I can taste it, taste and see that the bread is good, that the Lord is good. But that's in, in, this, in this context that the, the people are like bread, just can be eaten. Don't have to fear them. They all, then all the congregation said to, said to stone them with stones, but the glory of the Lord appeared at the tent of meeting. And the, all those people never entered the promised land. God's promises are yes and amen. If he's he's going to get there, he's going to do it. He promises. He says he's going to get the Israelites into the the promised land. He's going to do it. Doesn't matter if they're giants. Doesn't matter if there are a few giants in your path. I don't know what you're facing today, but there might be a few giants. But go into the go into the land. Go in with confidence. I mean, I, 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 I struggle because I think, you know, we're full of the Spirit and full of Jesus and, and, and full of the Word and, and, and we, we, we have our eternal destiny sorted out and we're bringing the kingdom of heaven unto earth. Why does it always have to be such a battle? Why does it always such a, seem so, so, so much a struggle? Because I'm led by the Spirit. Jesus was led by the Spirit. He got baptized in the River Jordan. What did he do? Then he got led into the wilderness. Why the wilderness? I want to be led into green pastures and, and, and feasts and, uh, and roast lamb and, 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 and all and the land of milk and honey. But he went, he went out and he was tempted and tested. Sometimes what we face out there, sometimes it can be even God. And sometimes we're saying, Take this away from me. God's not, not actually saying that. Sometimes we blame the devil for, for a whole lot of stuff. And sometimes it's God. Sometimes he's wanting us to walk through it with him, knowing that he's, he's with us. So the final point is Gideon. Gideon, we find him in Judges chapter 6. I'm not going to turn there. I'm not going to go into a big study of Gideon. I think I've talked once before about Gideon, but, but he's on the, he's threshing wheat. Where's he threshing wheat? In the wine press. He's hiding away from the Midianites. Some of these people that we just read on earlier on in Numbers. The Midianites were like locusts. They would come in swarms. As soon as the the crops were at a, at a level, they would come in, in swarms and, and take those lights' crops away. And so uh, Gideon is hiding in the wine press. He's threshing his wheat. The Israelites were hiding in caves and, and, and in, mountain, in, the, in the mountains because they were fearful of the Midianites. But, Midian, but Gideon was supposed to be a man of valor. He was supposed to be a warrior. Gideon's name means to cut to pieces. 
He's a, a feller, you know, like cut, cut down trees. That's what his, that was his name. That was his, his identity, to cut to pieces. So he was supposed to be a warrior, a powerful man, yet he was defeated, he was hiding, and full of despair. Even though he didn't understand his identity, God did. And he sent an angel. And the angel said, mighty man of valor. And Bidian was looking, is there anybody else in the room? Because he didn't see himself as a mighty man of valor. He saw himself as weak. He made many excuses as why he was not that man. Why he was not the right man for the job. Are you making excuses today for what you are called to do? Are you saying, I'm not that person? I want to tell you today that the word of the Lord to you is, you are the person. God has got you exactly where he wants you. So Gideon was full of self-pity, full of blame, full of a victim mentality. But God continued to speak into his life and and showed him that he was a mighty man of valor. Ultimately, Gideon chose to believe God's assessment of him. When Gideon believed what God had said about him and acted accordingly, what did he find? He found victory. He found freedom. If you and I walk in who we are, who we are called to be, we're called to be warriors, we're called to be on the front lines. One of the other scriptures in Colossians chapter 3, which I read, and I'm going to declare this over you again today. Beloved, you are God's chosen ones. You are God's chosen ones. Holy and beloved. Let that sink in. You are chosen. You are holy. And you are beloved. Let's not be like Gideon. And put up a whole lot of excuses. No, I'm not this, I'm not that. That's what the scriptures declare over you today. And I want you to walk in that. I want you to walk in the freedom of who you are in Jesus and whose you are. I think I could preach this every week for the whole year. Because it needs to think from our Head to our heart. That 18-inch journey from the head to the heart. That the eyes of our heart might be opened, might be enlightened to this wonderful thing. Because as we do that, as we go out into the world, we will bring hope. So Joe and Avril are going to Zimbabwe. They bring the hope of Jesus. And there's some giants in that land. They carry extension cords. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> I 
<laughs> but there's some giants in your land. Yeah, somebody else? No? Oh, yes. <laughs> Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word to us today. I thank you we are chosen, we are holy, we are loved. We thank, I thank you for the call that you have in our lives. Help us to walk that out. Help us to walk out in the freedom of that. The freedom that we are conquerors. Not only are we conquerors, the scripture says, we are more than conquerors. So I thank you for everything that each one of us faces today. Because we don't face it alone. We face it with you and with each other. We thank you, Lord. Amen.